0: Hello, and welcome to Fancy Black Lady. I'm your host, Jamila Carrington-Smith. And I'm your host, Landria Seals-Green. A quick note before we get started. If you love the show, please share it with your friends. Be sure to tell them about Fancy Black Lady. And for those of you who are Apple Podcast listeners, please be sure to leave us a rating. We'd love to see a review, too. Tell us what you love about the show. It helps us learn more about what's working and actually helps other people find the podcast. Thanks. Your hair is really cute. Thanks. I put the curl activator gel in it. Yeah. I just learned about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's the world
1: of curls. Which one did you use? Um. S curl. Well, S curl is working like an A. You get an A for this project. S <laughs> curl is working, but you know what? You took it back because everybody knows S curl. I, like, I always thought like
0: can't. I always thought S curl was for boys. Because no? I just grew up in a house with all women, so I just feel like there's girl hair and there's boy hair. Obviously, and it turns out it's all just hair.
1: <laughs> it's all just hair. It's y'all. It's all just hair. Boys need products too. Mm. Oh my gosh, boys need products. They need moisturizers. They need deep conditioning. You know, I open up uh, Riri's Beauty Shop. That's my name in my house when I'm like doing deep conditioning and stuff. I'm like, rereads is open. Who's first? Uh,
0: We need haircuts is what we need. And I'm still not ready to send my children to have haircuts, but they both wanted to grow their hair out while they're home from school. And I thought, okay, fine. This is a fine time. It doesn't bother anybody but me. So sure. But they're at this point where it's not like I need a haircut. It's been a week too long. And it's also not quite at... Okay, I am full-on Frederick Douglass. It's in this weird place in between, and they roll out of bed, and they, they never comb their hair. They don't comb their hair. They don't brush their hair. And then when I tell them to do it, they haven't done it in a couple of days, so then they're doing it halfway, and they don't really want to. And then they try to sneak past me and not do it, and then I'm working, and I don't notice. And then I get mad at them because of their hair. It's just a cycle. It's a cycle. Until I wash it. And then I wash it, and I do everything for them, and they're like, oh, this is so nice. I'm like, yes, this is hygiene and um, (laughs) and then it just starts all over again
1: we we are that way with my son's hair and ears Mm. ears (laughs) it's like how can you hear (laughs) (laughs) no wonder you've not been listening to me Uh, all this stuff is in it so then i i do their ears and my son is like oh mommy this feels so Good. I just love it, and, and
0: you're like, "Yeah, you should try it."
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, but why don't you just not cut it, but shape it up, the hair?
0: So I'm actually okay with it being kind of crazy in the length and all that. Uh-huh. I just feel like I want to edge it up, but I do not know how to edge it up. So you they can just, edge it up. They look. I know. I don't know how to use the clippers to edge it up. You know how to do that?
1: I taught myself one night. Really? I said I had a vision. I had a vision of how I wanted it to look and I got, well, you know, my husband tried to cut his hair, right? I shared (laughs) that with you. He tried to cut his hair. I looked at him from across the room and I doubled over in laughter because there were holes and I said, not holes. Yeah. There were patches, (laughs) girl. It was a mess. I said, Oh my gosh, why didn't you ask me? He says, well, you don't know how to cut hair. I said, I know how to do everything. I know how to do everything. And if I don't know how to do it, I will figure it out. But I have visions for how it should be. You just need to call on me. So now he I mean, and he couldn't
0: it. really say much in his situation. It's not exactly. like he'd be like, no, you don't. Exactly. It's like, well, better than you. I know.
1: Yeah, the little patch of his head brought him down to his knees. He's Aww. finally able to like, yes, please let. I'm like, let me do it. So then that day I had him... In our bathroom, shaping up what I could. And it has since then grown back. There are no more patches. But I, you know, deep conditioned my son, our son's hair and picked it out. And he has a nice afro that he has grown because he Mm -hmm. likes. And then I just shaped it up on the sides and in the back.
0: We have the crown that that grows so much faster. Uh So it's like let me just take that down for you just a little bit. And they don't trust me. They're like, <laughs> they've been through this with me before. They're like, no, I'm just like, I can't look at you like this. And they're like, no. So I'm like, well, at least just let me wash it. <laughs> it's just where we end up.
1: And they both say no. They're they like, do. Yeah, yeah. They do. And
0: then I just yell, I'm washing your hair. You don't have a choice. And that's how that goes.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I have a hair uh, appointment set up for September. Yes. Yes, so I did it for myself. And I- oh, she's going with you. She is going with me.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh my! Ah, uh, ah! Uh. Release the princess! Right, in right. The same voice that you say, "Release the kraken." Right. <laughs> yeah. She
1: is going with me, and I did a four-hour block, so it'll just be the two of us, and the hairstylist and the. Booth, the she has a studio. That's you might by as well herself, just set up so. a
0: fund for this child and her whole beauty routine. I know, I know, mm-hmm.
1: I know. Her hair is—it's quite a lot of hair. We've spoken so many times this week.
0: It's been a long week. Yes, we have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Monday felt like several days.
0: <laughs> I know. I said something about we talked a little bit about stress cuz i was talking about um how surprised my neck doesn't hurt anymore and just how i'm like i'm fine i'm fine and it's not even like i'm trying to push anything down i really do believe it and then i have these physical things that happen
1: we can talk about stress all day
0: stress and superpowers stress, stress as your superpower yeah Have I told you that I, in early in my career, developed a stutter? You did. Mm Mm-hmm. I was stress, stress, baby. Yeah, I was working in this job, and um, the job was stressful, but I felt like people did not like me. And I also had the Mm. boss who was telling me I smelled like chocolate. And there are a thousand things, a thousand things when you're in this space and people feel like they don't really, really want you there. Not to mention the fact that it is, I remember reading some list at some point and it was like, it was a list of the top 10 most stressful jobs and they had advertising account executive listed above neurosurgeon. I can see that. But it's for all, it's for the dumbest reasons because I was like selling cookies, you know? But somehow the job is super stressful.
1: I imagine it to be backbiting too.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And it's just, it's so wasteful. It's so wasteful of, you know, talent and energy and potential and all that stuff. But anyway, yeah, I developed this stutter for maybe a good year. Wow. (laughs) It was a terrible time. And then I think after that, I developed night terrors. So Mm -hmm. I always saw like spiders dropping on me from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Or if not spiders, then like a sparkly mass coming down at me. And it was terrifying. It was beautiful, but terrifying. Of course it was sparkly. But it was stress.
1: Yeah. My worst, my my, my worst moment with stress was, um, you know how you get, they say you get ripples in a pond before the big boulder comes splashing. Mm -hmm. So my ripple was in college. When my eye would twitch. Yes. My eye would twitch when I was incredibly stressed out. And I, one of the moments where I was really stressed, I was in my senior year of college and I started out in my program um, in speech and hearing science. I was the only African-American in that particular program. And it's Mm -hmm. an intense program, like cadaver intense, right? And then by the time I was a senior or junior, halfway into my junior year, there were three other African-Americans that had joined the program. So it was four of us, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like having started there, like in my freshman year, my sophomore year, the the damage had been done. So senior year, I was this broken, eye-twitching person, still strong on the exterior. You know that, the mask. And my father sent me away to my Aunt Annie Pearl's home in New
0: Mexico. I like Aunt Annie Pearl just because of her name. Go ahead.
1: Aunt Annie Pearl. I stayed there with her for an entire week during my spring break. And she did everything for me. I didn't have to do anything. She made these wonderful meals three times a day took me out to eat she owned all this prop. she owned property in new mexico unbeknownst to me i was like oh that's yours too oh like she rented out these homes and stuff like that but she just took care of me like warm biscuits in the morning i had no television in my room i don't even think she had tv in her house now when i first walked in i'm like oh there's no tv like There's no TV. I didn't need a TV. She just took care of me. And she had one of those deep tubs where you, um, the, the clawfoot tubs. Oh, yeah. I took a bath every day. And she was like, you need to take care of yourself.
0: I wonder what your father said to her. I don't know what he
1: said to her, but he sent me to Aunt Annie Pearl's house for a week in New Mexico. And she passed away. She would be like in her hundreds now, but I always remember that moment because I feel like it saved me. But did I learn my lesson? The answer is no. Didn't learn.
0: But what was the lesson? What was the lesson? To
1: take care of yourself, to take these moments to pause. I mean, if not for anything, that bath every night is the one thing that I could have done. But I remember working this incredibly stressful job. I was an outpatient speech pathologist for Yale New Haven hospitals. So I did did some inpatient and then I did all of their outpatient sites. And so I was traveling to different Mm -hmm. spots in Connecticut and I just wasn't feeling well and it got worse and worse. I was, my face was twitching, my eye was twitching and all of those different things. And I went to a neurologist had a neurologist appointment, it escalated to that. And she wanted to rule out having MS. And I thought, oh boy. And so my godparents go with me to um, get my MRI. They go with me to get the test results. And I remember sitting across from her, the neurologist, and she said, you do not have MS. You are very stressed. And whatever is going on in your life, you need to cut it now, even if it's a job. Yeah. And I explained to her my job and she says, that's fine. You just can't do, you shouldn't do that job anymore. And I ended up that day putting in my resignation. Did you? I did. I mean, it, I worked with patients who had MS because that was when I worked with oh, okay. a largely adult population. So yeah. I had seen what that could be on the other side. And so I ended up applying for a job at a private school who only served kids with autism. And that's how I got into autism.
0: Interesting. Now, I also had a medical escalation that was interesting because I was about 25 years old and... um I felt like i was having a heart attack and i had Mm. never had a heart attack before but i knew that whatever a heart attack felt like that this was definitely included and was so nervous about it and upset that i went to the emergency room and of course you know they did some tests and stuff but mostly they just kind of weren't taking it that seriously and in the end one of the doctors told me well you've had a panic attack and I said, but it felt like a heart attack. She's like, yeah, actually, some people who have panic attacks have the same you know, physical sensation as if they are having a heart attack. So it was incredible to be validated that way. But um, when I got home and called my parents about it, my dad told me, because, of course, my whole life, my dad was going to the emergency room for this or that because he felt like he was having chest pains. And um, I talked to my dad about it and he said, yeah same thing happens to me. That's why I go to the emergency room all the time. I'm having these chest pains and most of the time it's a panic attack. So it was really helpful to hear a doctor tell me, You absolutely have not had a heart attack. And I understand that what happened feels like a heart attack. That is that is valid. And then to have my father tell me, this same thing happens to me. Now of course if you are a 40 50 60 something year old man and you go to the emergency room complaining of chest pains people take you very seriously when you are a 25 year old woman who's healthy and in good shape people are like okay it's all in her mind I didn't feel like I had been dismissed I really felt like I had been given information that I just didn't have before and it was from that point forward that I was better able to control it to be honest with you Because there was no, there was no precipitating event. I just had so much stress in my life that I could be sitting enjoying some ice cream and just have a heart attack, a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And it's true. I had a lot of stress in my life, but like I said, from there on, whenever I started to have like the spider coming from the ceiling panic attack, I was able to focus and tell myself that this is not actually happening. I just need to wake up. Mm -hmm. Um, However, about a year and a half ago, I opened my eyes in bed, which is what happens when I have my night terrors. You open your eyes. Your body is no longer sleeping, but your brain is still sleeping and or dreaming. But I opened my eyes, and I saw a spider dropping from the ceiling. And so I just focused really hard and told myself, if I focus on it hard enough, it'll go away. And it didn't. And I sat up in bed, and it was a spider dropping from the <laughs> ceiling. But it just it felt like... <laughs> it felt a little bit like freedom. Like this time it's really happening. And somehow that was freedom. I felt like I had been released from (laughs) Finally, (laughs) a fire. Finally, it's real.
1: So is stress a superpower that we figure out how to better utilize it or channel it? Or is it something that we shouldn't have, because lots of good things can give you stress too, right? You can have so many good things coming your way or happening in your world and you still panic and stress. I know I do about, you know, can I handle it? Is this for me? When is the other shoe going to drop? Like these are things that go through my head. Like, is this really going to happen? Then it's the, well, let me not tell anybody. I I do it for for good things too.
0: I don't really think I'm one for self-deception, but, um, I do it telling myself that I'm fine. Again, I don't think I am denying anything or suppressing anything. I honestly believe I am fine. But then I had this week just like two big events, a big presentation and a big opportunity that were both happening on one day. And lots of things were leading up to that. And for the two weeks preceding it, when I knew these events were coming, I thought, you know, I'm fine. I'm prepared. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to study too hard. That's terrible for me. That'll make for a bad presentation. And um, as I got closer, actually, you sent me a text, your text when you said, Hey, are you ready? I'm so excited. And I honestly thought, why is she asking me if I'm ready? Maybe I should have done more. Should I have done more? No, I'm fine. No, it's fine. But for that entire two weeks leading up to the big day, I had that pain in my neck, that 40-year-old pain where you wake up and it's just like you're you're just all seized up in the neck and shoulders. Couldn't get rid of it. Couldn't like breathe my way out of it or meditate my way out of it. Every single night it flared up again. It's 600 milligrams of ibuprofen every, you know, however many hours you're supposed to be taking it or probably not supposed to be taking it. Um, And it wasn't until the day after everything was done that my neck pain magically melted away and clearly i had been harboring this stress and yeah. it came out
1: i i am part of that i'm fine group two mm-hmm. I carry around like landry how's everything it's great it's fine it's good but it's usually my voice that is the truth teller so my fine but the tone of my voice may tell the truth about how I really am. Sure. Um, But carrying that stress and that load is a lot. But I I feel like for people who may not know um, much about what you've done this week, if you could just give us a recap.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Well, the first thing was, um, over the last 18 months, I developed from scratch an entire program geared toward elementary school students, which just happened to be the right thing to deliver to them during this pandemic, and everyone is learning remotely, but also is something that addresses a specific social and emotional learning need that lots of professionals in the space now acknowledge is something that can fill the gap for um, something we've now identified as, how do I say this without being like weird and cryptic about it? I developed a program. It's for children to help them manage stress. In several professions, we now recognize toxic stress as not only a problem for kids performance and people's performance, but that it has physiological implications as well as psychological implications. And so this program actually delivers on the so what, like it delivers on the what do we do now. So the big opportunity, the big opportunity, number one that I had was to present this program to people who are in a place to really do something about it and connect us with some big resources. So that was the first big thing. The second big thing was that I was invited to have a conversation, which I say in air quotes, a conversation with the legendary Cecile Richards. Different people may know her for different reasons. She was the daughter of Ann Richards, the first female governor of Texas. She was the president of Planned Parenthood for 12 years. She is the co-founder of Supermajority with Alicia Garza, the founder of Black Lives Matter. She and Alicia Garza have founded this organization to mobilize women for the next election, and I had an opportunity to have a conversation with her about implicit bias and how women can work together across some perceived barriers to come together for this next election. So both those events happened on one day, and I was carrying it all in my neck.
1: And to add to that, what my friend is leaving out is that it wasn't a conversation that was private. It was a conversation that was public, and it was aired and involved members of the press locally and nationally. And it was a great platform. And not only did she interview, well, it was really a conversation between two people because you added quite a lot to that conversation. And they, in your introduction, They also said that you were the co-host of Fancy Black Lady. They did. That was great. I thought, wow, this
0: is real. Very exciting.
1: (laughs) So I get the stress and parts of me say, have you heard the phrase, I'd be nervous if you were not stressed. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard someone say that? I'd be nervous if you weren't nervous.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess.
1: That's different from stress in your neck, though. It is. Yes. Okay, so I just wanted to make that distinction. Like, stress in your neck, eye twitching, physiological manifestations of stress is very different from being nervous about delivering on a project and delivering on a meeting. And so...
0: We're not talking about butterflies.
1: We're not talking about butterflies in your stomach. We're talking about... I, I'm fine, but then your your neck has been ner- hurting for a while, and then, right, go ahead. Then he's like, is it meningitis, Landry? And I'm like, no, it's not meningitis. But then the week before, I'm like, is it fibromyalgia? Like, so this is, this is what we're talking about, when you're like self-diagnosing, like, oh my gosh. Because my Monday felt like three days. <sighs> It was back-to-back meetings about this big project, which probably in October I can talk about, Mm -hmm. but I can't do it now. But the thing is, it was just a lot of stuff happening all at the same time and um, all the jobs that I'm doing. And then I needed to take a few days off and I needed to take a few days off, this being one of them, because I didn't feel well to the point that I'm taking my temperature like every 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, did I just sneeze? Did I just cough? What is wrong? Who have I been around? What is going on? Because you know you now you can't sneeze or sniffle without thinking that you have COVID-19, my son. Why do we have COVID-19? They couldn't have fixed it when it was COVID-1. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Oh. How did we get to 19, mommy? Oh. I'm like, oh, honey, I don't know why it's 19. And I'm sure there's a smarter person that knows and it's written down somewhere. But um,
0: it's just coronavirus. 2019. Right. But
1: thank you. Thank you. But um, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. So I get the the physical manifestations of stress like right now my eye is probably twitching a little bit mm-hmm. my two fingers from holding my phone so much don't feel like the rest of the fingers do so i was yes. like um but first I thought it was a thing I'm like <laughs> what are the symptoms of <laughs> First I was like what are the symptoms of this am I having a stroke yep what is going on like This is when you know stress is not your friend and your headspace has gone to another direction that is counterproductive for your entire being an inefficient person.
0: So how do we channel all of this stuff, the eye twitches and everything, which I also get. And the worst thing about the eye twitch is I'm always saying to my husband, like, can you see it? Can you see it? He's like, I can't see anything.
1: (laughs) They can't see it.
0: They can't see it. Nobody can see it.
1: They can't see it. how do you channel it i i you know people say you know exercise and we should like i i will run (laughs) i will run every now and then i need to get better at it i used to walk a lot my husband is so good he walks every day with the kids they go out they ride bikes but i'm still working and i need to be able to do this but um some people say that but You said meditation, I listen to music, I tune out the world lately and I turn it Mm -hmm. up really loudly in my ears and I can't hear anyone.
0: I need something I can sing to and it really helps if I'm also cooking. So I'm cooking and the music is turned up and I'm singing. Usually there's just a little wine involved, not so much that I'll hurt myself, but just a little (laughs) bit of wine because there's also knives involved. But (laughs) I really, a few years ago, I really enjoyed running yeah. After a mod, though, I've been really nervous about it. I've been really nervous about it. And mm. also, we have a lot of deer in the area. And I told you I had problems with deer when I was running.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, but first they not of all, they, they look like big naked people. That's what my eye thinks when I see a deer. Like, mm. why is that naked person there? Don't ask. My head um, just
1: went to the side. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: large. They're very large.
1: And okay. What else
0: is so large and so brown? Anyway. <laughs> like... I was approaching these two does one day. It was two does and a couple of babies. And so I'm just kind of jogging, hoping that they will just kind of move along. But they can see that we're the same size as they are. That's why they read to me as naked people. I probably read to them as something. Well, not a deer. But um, the one doe looked at the other doe. And I swear, she said, take the babies. I'm going to take care of this. So the one took the babies (laughs) and the other one like squared off on me. And I'm like, look, I'm just trying to get a little exercise. I, I don't want you. I don't want your babies. Like, you know. And then this other time I'm running and I see, a, <laughs> I see a buck. You know how sometimes people will have those fake deer in their yards? Well, I thought it was fake. But then it like, they do that thing where they like square off on you. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to lose. This is terrible. And I've read articles about runners who are attacked by deer. Anyway, I am across the street where we live it's really across the road from this deer so maybe i am 50 feet away from this buck with full antlers and everything and then this big suv comes down the road and passes between the two of us and it freaks the deer out so um that has uh put a little bit of a damper on my morning runs that and black people getting shot
1: wow so i don't i i I really just have no words for i'm (laughs) I have no words because I'm still on the deer. You thought she said, take the babies. I got this one. She,
0: she said that.
1: Did she say it?
0: She did. She I said I it. it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I need to go. So, okay. So in preparation, so what I have done to de-stress is started to um, deeply reorganize my spaces in my
0: home. Okay.
1: That has helped me um, deciding that I should live in the house that I want. Yes. That I yes. need to live in the house that has the look that I appreciate that I've seen in pictures. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty. Well, I should have that too. Yeah. So I've decided that it's important enough for me to do that. Not that my living quarters are unpretty, it's just that I don't want to look into another magazine and say to myself, Oh, I wish I had that. Right. Like, I don't want that to be, I want to walk into my house and say, I have that, this is beautiful. And that's so th- that has helped me quite a bit. Um, so, well, you know about my project. Cause you know, when I do a project, it's like, let's get this done yesterday.
0: Um, and really, it's like five projects, but it's yes. five.
1: Right, right. So we cleared out the guest room today. The people are coming between four to six today to clear out the junk, you know, things that we just don't need in the basement anymore into their truck and then just go right to the basement. So we Did have, you
0: like haul boxes. I cannot see you doing any of this. Okay.
1: Right. I'm glad you know me because, you know, I i helped we did it together <laughs> we did it did together we did it did together nothing. i did lift up the mattress <laughs> bring it downstairs i helped to organize my husband to say let me move my car out the garage we can put stuff here
0: you and then- moved your car out of the garage so your husband could yeah okay
1: yep so we could put things right in that section so that's happening this afternoon. I've ordered shelving from Home Depot to come in because now I am like the older women, the senior citizens who were winning, who had everything in the basement already. <laughs> yes. I am now that person. Yes. So I'm like, yes, we have enough products to last us for the rest of the year. We have our extra water. We've ordered walkie talkies. Like We've got our thing organized I ordered gym mats so we can have an exercise area in the basement okay and I have all of my kids learning files and stations available so I am putting that into that new guest room and I they have new desks and all of that stuff so yes
0: this all makes me feel slightly inferior (laughs) but it's great for you I'm happy for you
1: (laughs) I know that you are not talking. I know, (laughs) I know. I mean, it's just this moment that I'm having now. Oh, and my dining room table slash office desk comes tomorrow.
0: Okay, good, good, good.
1: So I have until tonight to clear out this office.
0: It's fine. Just throw it on the floor. Move it with your foot. It's
1: fine. Right. It's fine. Yeah. So that's what helps me to organize things.
0: But people don't always realize that everything you just described is work. Yeah. But it's cathartic. And in the end, you're creating a a space, well, many spaces of peace.
1: That's what I really want. I want, I figure that work can be cyclical in its emotional energy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was really good. I just said that.
0: It was. It was very true.
1: I'm sorry. Um, But no, it can be cyclical in its emotional energy. But when I come into my own living quarters and my spaces, I need to feel like I am being hugged.
0: We cook, we garden. Well, we created this. (laughs) We yeah, created no, this. We did.
1: Yes. Oh, we forgot. This has been a great outlet.
0: This has been a real pandemic project, and you yes, know, it never meant to be a pandemic project. No. Not this earlier, like, man, what did we do? How did we record before this thing started? It's like, no, we actually didn't. We started recording when this thing started.
1: Yes, we planned this before the pandemic was identified well before it was identified as a pandemic that would impact us locally. Yeah. We planned this, we had planned for us to meet up and record. And then you did shelter in place before we did shelter in place. And because of that, we just started recording in this format, but Mm -hmm. this has been, You know, scheduling out and blocking on our calendars to meet for an hour and a half or two hours weekly Mm -hmm. really was a life preserver that we threw to one another because it kept us sane and gave us a creative outlet as things were getting more and more chaotic.
0: I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't even thought about that. And you know, the other thing that this has done for me is it's given me a place to put all these words about everything that's happening. Yeah. Because it would have needed to have come out somehow. And I don't know if I have the energy, the stamina, the interest in writing it, but this has been really good.
1: It made me a little bit... It channeled my boldness in a platform that I to to a platform that I own and I can control.
0: Well, for me it's made me just get over myself because I am not someone who likes to be photographed or video record that's the other thing. That conversation that I had with Cecile. Yeah. That was Zoom to Facebook Live. I mean yeah. I I just would not have been able to handle that. But doing this has let me you know, because I can talk to my friend. And Mm -hmm. so this has it's, it's loosed my tongue. It's made me less. um, I don't even know what the word is. It's just helped me get over myself in a lot of ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been good. It's been good for me. It's been good for me. I don't know if I would have been open to doing it earlier in my career because I would have thought, well, what will people think? Of course. And now I'm like, well, you know, I'm still like, oh my gosh, what are people thinking? Of course. But I'm able to stand in it a little bit better because one, I'm not alone. And two, I own my stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's taken some time to get there, but let's face it, I mean, the world is in a place where it can hear us differently than it ever, you know, could have before, so... That's good.
1: Yeah, I, I forgot about like what have you created? We, we created this. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this. I'm like, I know this. This I'm thing. This little thing. What people don't know is behind the scenes, we work a lot on this brand and on this show and the imaging of it and where it will go next and what we feel like it has been designed to do so we work this part is while it's not i'm not going to say it's easy the other pieces of it are definitely um where we bring the best of what we have done from a career and education standpoint we put it into this project which it benefits from
0: I definitely would say this is the easy part because talking to my friend is easy and my friend is smart and my friend has a lot to say and has great life experience. And so this is just, uh, I really enjoy it.
1: I do too. I do too. Who would have thought just a simple dinner? It was brunch. No. It was brunch. In meeting, in meeting, just a simple dinner.
0: The podcast was born over chilaquiles at brunch on your birthday, and was it a? It wasn't a mimosa, but it was some kind of you know. It was
1: strawberry margaritas or no, no, it was some brunch cocktail.
0: It was good. Yeah, it was. It had berries in it.
1: You know, I went back to that place because they have uh, takeout. Mm
0: -hmm. They do
1: not have those. um, What what do we have again?
0: Chilaquiles. Okay, let me tell you. We called. And we talked to the chef and we were just like, chef, we were just, we were there before we had the chili and we just loved them. And we know they're not on the menu because you told me if they're not on the menu. I was like, we know they're not on the menu, but we just, and he's just like, Okay, give me like three hours. Cause he had to open the kitchen and all that stuff. And he made, See, you them know fours.
1: what? Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm finished. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So I'm not going to say anything. Except for, I'm going to edit all the things I'm going I would say, and I'm going to say that same magic. And I know the magic you use. Yes. Just for the record. Look, I am like the mother in the Baptist church on the front row. Hmm. I want you to use that same magic, that same hookup, that same whatever you use. And I need that in my life tomorrow (laughs) or yes yes let me do tomorrow because tomorrow's friday and (laughs) i need that in my life because that's what i want to eat it was so good
0: it was so good and and he i might be able to hook you up because he was just like look whenever you want him just let me know ladies
1: and gentlemen let me just say this jamila can hook me up and she knows that (laughs) she can hook me up that's all i'm gonna say
0: That's all you have to say. There's nothing to
1: say. And I'm going to say thank you.
0: Just say when you want to.
1: Tomorrow. And all of your people, tell them I said thank you. I shall. There you see. Thanks for listening to Fancy Black Lady. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and visit our store at fancyblacklady.com. And as always, keep it fancy.